What is up, Out of Character family? What it do, Out of Character crew? It's me, I'm back. Happy Sunday, I hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Um, yeah, another solo. Okay, this should be my bread and butter. This is what it's really all about. Um, bread and butter, potatoes and steak. What is up with these white people analogies? You know, I'm all for white people, but... Not in my analogies. Analogies is the only thing in my life that I like to have, uh, you know, diverse. I got my coffee right here because um, I'm a sick bastard and I woke up about an hour ago. It's noon. It's 12 o'clock. And I could do what I want. Um, I also just took a shower and got freshened up. And trimmed my nose hair. And did my skin care. And all that because... Um, on everything else, I can hide my blemishes, except on this goddamn podcast, because I chose to have this HD camera with all these bright lights in my face, and you can see every imperfection I have, and I set myself up. You know, you gotta start, you gotta start with low standards so that people appreciate what you give them, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I did everything. I skincare, I'm using this, uh, what's it called? You guys recommended a bunch of stuff on that one episode. Not that one, I've been asking for skincare advice for like three episodes. But, you guys are talking about benzoyl peroxide? I didn't go in on it. Until I got recommended by, uh, Tim Dillon. I keep name dropping, but you know, I have to do this. I've said it, I keep saying this, but I, I can do what I want, and you're gonna listen. Um, he recommended it to me, and I, I, you know, no offense, but, you know, I, I can imagine him being a, used to be a very oily man, and I'm an oily man, so I took his word to heart, and now I'm using that stuff. Apparently, you're only supposed to use it in affected areas. The first time I used it, I rubbed it all over my face, and it got in my eyes, and I was screaming. And um, and then I started rubbing my eyes out with a towel, and then I wiped, basically wiped off the benzoyl peroxide, and then the next morning, my towel was bleached uh, because this this stuff is so strong. So, anyway, anything to appease the, the beauty standard, you know what I mean? Got my classic, iced coffee black. They already know, I go in there and they... And they don't even, I don't even have to, I don't even have to say what I'm going to order. You know, I got the little membership thing. You get nine coffees, you get a free one. I got my free one today. It feels good. And this is not that expensive. Honestly, I don't know much about coffee. Up here, it's Tim, D uh, Tim Hortons. If Tim Dillon was running a coffee shop. Um, then all hell would break loose. But this is what we got right now. This is from Good Earth Coffee House. It's really good. Honestly, I'm there for their beans. I'm there for the quality of the coffee. I could taste it's got that chocolatey flavor. That's what I'm looking for. Slightly sweetened before they even give it to me. I'm not adding anything. Um, this is uh, iced coffee black. But it is a little sweetened. 
And a large is, uh, how much? 337 Canadian. That's like 270 USD. I feel like that's reasonable. A large fills up my belly. I tell them light on the ice. They can tell I'm a stingy bastard. I'm saying that just so I can have a little more coffee. But I don't care. Um, I think that's a good deal. I went, I mixed it up and I went to Starbucks once, 725 or something. And I got a bent here, or it's not, it wasn't even the biggest size. So, and then there's Tim Hortons, which is like a dollar 99. And then I have to wait in a drive through in a line and I get the coffee and it's sketchy and it's hit or miss. Dude, I'm going to just, you know, and then you add it up for the month. It's like 90 bucks and I'm, and I, it's like, like, this is what money's for. You know what I mean? I hate those people that are like, just make it yourself, like cutting corners everywhere they can. Is this not what money's for? If I'm not spending it on this, what am I making it for? Anyway, a little bit of a tangent, but that's what, that's what this is. This is what I can do. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of reflecting recently about, you know, money. Um, when I was younger, I wasn't always, um, I didn't have money. Let's just say that. I, I had food on the table, but um, I was, let's just say I was getting hand-me-downs from my older sister when I was 16. And she was 5'2", and I was 5'10". I had to squeeze into some little, um, what was, the, remember those pajamas that had the little monkeys on them? Yeah. And I felt good in them, too. That's what it was like. It, uh, I was the poor, you know, ever, uh, up until high school, I lived in a three-bedroom apartment. And um, me and my four siblings would be in one bedroom. Uh, because... Okay, no, we were all in one bedroom up until I was, like, in sixth grade. And then we split into two bedrooms. But just five siblings. I remember it was very good times. We'd be packed like sardines. There's a bunk bed, and then it would be two people in each bunk bed. And it felt like camp. Um, and then one person was on the floor with a mattress on the floor. And the reason why we didn't we didn't split up into the third bedroom is the second bedroom is for my parents and the third one was a makeshift storage room that my dad would store stuff that he was would sell on ebay you know that's what it was like for me you know i know about food stamps i know about government help and things like that and there's no shame in that but there's something that tugs at my heartstrings is that i wish I didn't feel shame in that sooner. It took me a relatively long time. I don't think a rel no, I don't think relatively long time. I think some people come to this conclusion a little maybe later than me, but I wish I figured it out earlier. Um because it's so pointless. Like I wasn't insecure about it, but I wasn't like normal about it. You know, I wasn't quick to say um that my Yeezys were fake type thing. I wasn't quick to say stuff like that. Um, I wish I was. Because it's, and I and I feel for kids when I see them at my, 
you know, younger kids now uh, who got to wear like busted ass shoes and go to school and they feel insecure about it. It's like you have no control over that. I don't, you know, I don't understand. It's like you were randomly put in this family. And then there, it comes to a point where you blame your parents and you blame um, other people for where you're at and, and you get into this weird mindset. Are you crying yet? Am I out of character yet? I'm trying my best here. Anyway, I am getting my money up recently. Um, Literally this morning. No, last night. I opened my Twitter DMs. Sugar mama. Yeah. Sugar. Oh, she texted me back. And I couldn't believe it. This was the opening message in the requests. All right, I'll read it to you. I got to scroll up. We had a really long conversation. <laughs> hey, pretty. How are you doing today? Hard eyes emoji. Are you interested in being my sugar baby? I'll be giving you $500 twice in a week. I don't know what twice in a week means. But through further conversation, I figured out it's a weekly allowance of $500. Now, listen, don't judge me just yet. I see this message and it's and the profile looks pretty believable. I'm not going to lie to you. She's got messages for like selfies from a year ago. Um, Very mom messages. Looks like a very sweet lady. Now, this is one of three things. One. Um, one of my f fans, <laughs> I don't like to call you fans because you're my family, but I can't say one of my families is trying to hit on me, one of my because then it gets weird, but one of my fans is trying to punk me, um, and trying to get me compromised. B, um, it's an Indian man who's figured out a loophole to scam people. And I'm talking to a, a scammer this entire time. And see, it's a real sugar mama. So this is my response to that message. I say, yeah, mama. And she says, would $500 be cool? Where are you located? I said, I'm in Canada, mama. And then she hits me with this bio. I'm 54 years old. I'm originally from Columbus. Blah, 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 blah. I used to do this. And then I said, all right, damn. Anyway, she keeps going off, and I say, sounds like a plan. I'm just reading you my responses, because she was quite aggressive, and she says um, things like this. And then I say this. I'm really trying to suss out what am I dealing with. Okay? So she says, I hope $500, okay, $500 is okay with you, babe. And I said, no problems here, sis. And she hits me with this. Huh? Why are you talking like this? At that moment, I realized this is a real sugar mama. And I am in my bag. No one else would do that. Why would you do that if you're a scammer? I mean, you just, you're compromising the whole operation. You're, you're, you know, you're making this harder than it needs to be. And I'm like, oh my God, I just found passive income. She says, I, I say, oh, sorry about that. What's up with you then? 
and we're talking. She says, I'm 54. Does the age difference bug you? I say, no way, Jose. This is my forte. I say, how'd you find my account? She goes, I was glancing through profiles when I saw your profile. So pretty, I must confess to you, you've got a great smile. I've, I would like to get to know you more and see where this leads us. I'm willing to spoil you with $500 a week. She says, can you send me a selfie? This is what I send her. I'm willing to tango for $500 a week. Here's my final straw. We keep going. She gives me her number. I look it up on some on some uh, reverse phone number website. Everything she has ever said matched up. Now I don't know if I should feel bad. I don't know... I don't know what I'm doing, you know? She sends me more selfies. And I gotta make sure just one more time. I say, can you send me a selfie with a spoon on your head? Just to know that you're not a man, of course. She goes, what the f I'm not gonna curse because I know there's some children listening. I'm, I'm big with children on this podcast. She says, why would I do that? I say, true, true, you're right, sorry about that. Just that response, if it was a scammer, if it was a fan, they would try to be like, I'm not near my kitchen right now. This girl's about it. More selfies. She hits me this morning. How was your night, darling? Did you sleep well last night? I don't mind this at all. I don't mind this even a little bit. I'm loved. I'm cared for. She keeps hitting me with, I will take care of you financially. I went from wearing Fugazis in freshman year, fake Yeezys, with some Wrangler jeans. I, I wasn't in a fashion back then. To Sugar Mama, podcast, Twitch, connoisseur. Who does it like me? Woo! I mean, I don't know if I should feel bad if she's got kids. I'm going to make sure she's a, a single, you know, successful girl boss. But if she's not, if she's got kids, dementia, something like that, I will negotiate it down to $200 a week. Um, she really wants to talk to me on the phone. She wants to call me. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't mind this at all. I genuinely, I'm feeling loved. I'm feeling cared for. And, you know, I got my bag. Get in yours. Don't be jealous. Um, yeah, I mean, life is great. Uh, this whole morning I was listening to, uh, yeah, the Tim Dillon guy who recommended this pro, pro oxal stuff ball, but his podcast is insane. I, 
I cannot believe it. He, the sponsorships that he gets in the ad reads, I'm not kidding. I was listening to it 30 minutes in. This guy is sponsored by Steve Will Do It from Nelk. Does a a minute and 30 second ad read on Steve Will Do It. It's, and then right after that, he segues to Blue Chews and then Hymns, the hair loss stuff. Ridiculous. And and then you open his uh his description on the YouTube video about twenty five referral codes to twenty five different companies, and it's it's funny because a lot of people would see that as exploitive or something. I mean, twenty five percent of the podcast is ad reads, but he he never started as the good guy. You can't start as you know you got to start as a scumbag so you can stay as a scumbag, and if you get more scummy, it's just what you do. So I do think I've spoiled spoiled you guys with um you know I need to be more scummy. I realized that with my family as well. You know, I was Mr. Goody Two Shoes when I was in fifth when I was fifteen years old. And I was, you know, I felt maybe I was just a narcissist, but I felt I was my parents' little golden egg. And they would always ref- and I almost felt bad, they would always go to my siblings and say, um you know, things like why can't you do it like do like Hamza or Hamza? Why can't you be like him? Why you know what are you doing? And that combined with the pressure of being a a perfect little boy, I realized I had to start making mistakes, meticulous mistakes. So this is how this is how perfect I am. I gotta plan out my mistakes because I don't me- make mistakes that much. I would, you know, I would have to, okay, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come home late. I'm going to be sketchy for no reason, even though I, I found no fun. And, you know, I was a little boring kid. I would not cause any trouble. But in the long run of it now, they can expect worse. And it's all for the better. No hat. I'm, I hope you appreciate this. This takes a lot of courage for no beanie or hat or anything. Um, because honestly, the treatment is working. I'm on a, I'm on two pills, a couple sprays, and a, and stem cells, and it's. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's working. Hairline stopped receding. Hair is feeling fuller. Not much of a bald spot left. And it's crazy. I never thought this would happen because it just kept getting worse. And I remember vividly the day that I looked in the mirror. I did this number with my hair and looked at my hairline. And you know, you remember when you would remember when you were younger and you take like a snapshot of something, you know, the last time you're hanging out with your friends or or the last time you were on vacation and California, you're looking at the beach and you just got to soak it all. I wasn't in California. I never went to California. I was more like Branson, Missouri, which is great. By the way, I do recommend Branson, Missouri. I have lots of memories there. I went there once, but the whole thing is Dolly Parton themed. And we went to this horse, indoor horse arena thing and everyone got fed. It was insane. I couldn't believe everyone got their own chicken. They cooked us each a chicken and sides and mashed potatoes and the whole time I'm watching these horses do tricks and these ponies and magicians. It was like twenty bucks. Branson, Missouri's where it's at. They got like theme parks and the 
you know, there's a little bit of racism, but what is life without a little bit of racism? My point is, that little snapshot thing, I took that snapshot of my hairline, and, you know, just so I could understand <laughs> that this is as good as it'll get. And I was kind of at peace with it, you know? It's strange. I don't blame people for wanting someone with a healthy head of hair. It's it's a sign of health. You want a healthy, significant other, you know. But it's out of my control type thing. That's what pissed me off the most with this whole process. Is that I could not believe when I got into the hair loss community, you know. Adjacent with no fap and, and, and cold showers. Hair loss community. I could not believe... We didn't have a cure for this stuff. No cure. Nothing. I can't even get a transplant until I'm 24. And that is that itself is sketchy. I was in Turkey literally four months ago, five months ago. Couldn't get a trans. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about it. But, you know, if I were one in Istanbul, get a trans hair transplant type thing. My dad got one. Um, and he looks the same. My uncle got one, and he looks very different. Hairline looks like a like a like a baseball field. I've never. I don't think I've ever been on one. But what I imagine, like the end of it, it's not natural, but it's better than what it was. And I also came to accept it because um, no one in my extended family above the age of twenty one has a hairline. And I'm not saying has like a good hairline. I mean doesn't have a hairline like larry david type thing and i'm thinking if and my mom's side too isn't prime either so it's like you come to peace you know what i'm saying and i just wish i was born bald so i never had it a little bit to appreciate it i could have just <sighs> anyway, this coffee's got me psyched. Um, audio listeners, there should be uh ads now. We got hooked up with Blue Wire, uh, the podcasting agency, and now we've got ads running. I think you can, you know, a little scratch the past them or whatever in the timeline because it's not built into like whatever Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but it, you know. Support the pod. I love you, audio listener. I love all the listeners, viewers, everything. I'm feeling very happy. I honestly, I am happy. I feel happy. And you got to cherish these moments. Um, people say I'm a pessimistic kind of person. You know, when you guys give me the advice and I tell you you're going to die. I think it sets you up better. You know, I look. I was looking into stoicism just a little bit. And then I realized... The more in touch with myself I am, the the less funny I am. So I gotta take that stuff in moderation. I can't go all stoic on you. I I gotta just dabble in it, and then I gotta dabble in my bad habits as well. It's got I can't be I can't be doing all that, you know. People who have their life together are not funny. People who are attractive are not funny. So that's why sometimes I sabotage myself with the sicilic acid on my face, so I keep the acne, because I know. If I didn't have it and if I and if I was consistent in the gym and if I had perfect hair, I would 
not be funny. I would be a model. I would be... I would be a shell of who I am. Um, so, I don't even remember. <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> um... Yeah, the stoicism thing. And one of the tenets of stoicism is this trippy thing like called negative thinking. Start of every day, you just sit there in your bed and you think about the worst possible thing that could happen in that day. Your parents get run over by an 18-wheeler. Um, your fingers are cut off. You're abducted by the government, something like that. So that when it doesn't happen, you are grateful for what you have. And when it does... It doesn't come out of left field. You kind of saw it coming type thing. And it does work. Um, but that's why I always instill that in my viewers. I think negative thinking instills gratitude. You know, when you are kind of pessimistic about what could happen, you start to appreciate the positive because that's what life is. If you're not going through hell right now, it's only a matter of time. It's not that that the the, the horrible moments are the uh, intermissions of life. The good moments are the intermissions. You know, look at my fingers. I got no paper cuts. I've I don't have a cold. So I've never had a cold sore, but you know, my ears not ringing. My eyes open. You know, stuff like that. So that when it does happen, you realize that's the default. Woo! A lot of passionate topics for today. Also, the consistency of this podcast is unparalleled. You know, I'm always conflicted when I'm telling you guys. Because I don't want to be the boy who cried wolf when I'm talking about it's Thursday, it's Friday. Wait, hold on a minute. This is why it's delayed. But I'm truly trying my best. My editor went off to college. I'm, I'm doing this stuff my, on my own. I do have to hire another editor, so that will be up soon on Twitter or Instagram. Make sure you're following us there. But, you know, I got to let you know this is a, it's not going anywhere. If I don't tell you why an episode's not here, then you think this is on some cool dog pod stuff. Yeah, I'm taking shots. Dude literally made a diss track on me. Anyway. Yeah, extremely consistent, and I have a huge surprise for you guys coming to you this week. Should be this week. Let's just say, if you wanted to show off that you listen to this podcast via apparel, you know, you, know, you might be able to pretty soon, and... um. I respect your money. I respect your time. I, I, you know, I respect that you're even 30 minutes into this. So when you, when I put something out and I want to be proud of it, I'm going to make it as good as I can in every facet possible. So I've been working on this since the literal beginning of the podcast. So. Anyway, I love you guys, man. I don't know what to call you guys. I call people on my Twitch streams Duncans. I don't know if Charlie would sign off on that. I think Dun I need something. Hamsters. I feel hamsters is a little bit emasculating. 
I'm really trying. I think there's something there that I'm not seeing. But Duncan's is not hitting. That was a temporary fix. Maybe my, uh, hmm. Army. Yeah, Army. If you are Army, you listen to the Out of Character pod. Also, you have the Duncan's thing. Also, I did mention this on the on a Twitch stream, I think. But I don't know if you guys saw the uh, little Hulu show she did. Very sad stuff about the... It shows the behind the scenes, you know, of her life. And how it's not what it seems. There's a lot of stuff she has to deal with to hate online. And there's an episode where someone on TikTok or some, you know, someone started a rumor that on a certain day, Charlie would be dead. So when Charlie woke up that day and wasn't dead and posted her, you know, doing a renegade on TikTok, all the comments on that video were disappointed that she didn't die and that she was in fact still alive. And it's really hard to watch. And she takes down the TikTok and everyone feels bad for her. Um, here's the thing. I started that rumor. Oh, there goes my video. I started that rumor. Um, and it's crazy because I'm a fan of hers. But I did start that rumor. And I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm bringing this up so I can apologize to you, Charlie. I think it's cool that I'm somehow, I somehow cameoed on your show. But it's not in the light that I wanted to be shown. And if I could take it back, I swear to God, I would. Ah, we're out. We're out of coffee. Um, but yeah. I don't know if this is confidential. I did get reached out to do a brand deal. I probably shouldn't say this. I'm going to say it. With um, Snapchat in a certain very popular magazine, apparently there's a new show coming out for Charlie. Okay. I don't think, I think, okay, well, don't tell anyone this. Anyway, they wanted me on the show commentating because I'm a funny guy, a funny commentator. Really cool gig. They get me in a, in a studio for 10 hours. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm not getting any less than five digits of USD. Amazing. Fantastic. I love it. I love Charlie. I love the whole thing. I love Snapchat. I hit him back. And then I reread the email. They said, we need to get you in a studio. We can either do New York or Los Angeles. I hit him back. How about Calgary, Alberta? Can we meet in the middle? Or I can go to Toronto or something. I just can't leave this godforsaken country, Canada. And they hit me back. Oh, oh, here's the saddest part. <laughs> in that same email, I ask him, I can't leave unless I get uh, get a visa. I don't know if you guys can help uh, help me with that. But if we, if you guys help me with that, then yeah, I can definitely come down. They hit me back. No, we can't help you get a visa. 
Um, and uh, never mind. We're we're gonna go email Undos instead. Oh 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 oh. That night, I looked up uh, immigration lawyers in Canada. I emailed two of them. I've got a phone call with one tonight. Apparently, they can get me a waiver into the U.S. I can't do any more of this. These are, this is stuff that I just have to just take and move on with. That's this is what I'm talking about. When I was in the states for the first seventeen years of my life, never for a moment was I great for grateful for that beautiful freedom soil that I was standing on. You know what I mean? But little did I know, you know, if I was a stoic back then, if I was incorporating that negative thinking and woke up every morning like, thank God I'm in America, I could be in Canada. You know, worst case, I'm in Canada. Worst case, I'm in Canada. That way, when I woke up one day and I was in Canada, this would be a lot easier on me. You know what I'm saying? Also, no shade to Canada, right? But, you know, shade to Canada. It's great. I think the city I'm in, Calgary, it's like ninth happiest city, best city to live in. Amazing air, mountains, cities. Freaking, they got a couple Buffalo Wild Wings here. They don't have, that. I can't say Chipotle or Chick-fil-A or any of that. But we got, you know, Osmos or whatever that thing is. But... When you need to network, this is not the place to network. Not the place to network. I've got like three people in my space up here. Freaking Jack Innanen, Curtis Connor, and JB. And he lives in LA now. So it's not great for that. If I wanted to raise a couple kids and I had a beautiful wife, you know, maybe my sugar mama comes over here. She's from the States right now. I might get her up here. Raise a couple of children. That I don't mind. It's great. Take your, you know, the very diverse. It gets a little chilly, but I don't mind that. I'd rather have it cold than hot. Actually, I don't even know. I haven't experienced actual heat in a long time. But that's what I'm saying, you know. I got to live with that. This poster behind me, if you don't know yet, I hate clarifying this because it ruins all the fun. It is ironic. I don't actually watch this anime, if any anime at all. I don't like anime. Girls, ladies who were, were interested in me and were no longer. This is ironic. And I realize that, that the best deterrent for anything is cringe. You know, you want people to... Like, not take the vaccine, make the vaccine cringe. And that's the, I don't know why people don't, you know, the government needs to get into this. My mom, most vehement anti-vaxxer I've ever seen. You know why? She thinks it's cringe to take the vaccine. She thinks it's, it's, it's what the betas do. It's actually so funny. I love talking to her about it because she's got nothing. Look, I, some anti-vaxxers, if you want to... You know, play with him, Joe Rogan, he'll hit you with some stats that you didn't know where that came from, and you're kind of backed in, into a corner. My mom is just, you know, throwing punches, eyes closed. So I don't take it seriously. 
And I told her to her face, I said, if you die from Corona, I said, I hope you know when I'm reading that, I don't know what it's called, the eulogy or something at your funeral, I will be holding in a laugh that entire time. And I might slip out. I might chuckle. I will laugh. And she said with a great big smile, she said, I hear and now give you permission to laugh at my funeral if I die from COVID. And I will take that to the bank. And it's crazy. She's got like relatives who have died from Corona. I don't know. It's trippy. My dad's like, well, me with this. But you know, Middle Eastern people are basically conservatives. It's so funny. You ever notice that? When like... <laughs> I don't know what it's called when they try to like group up all minorities or whatever. And they're like, what is it called? Minority unity or something? A coalition? That does not exist. As soon as you're grouping Middle Eastern people, Middle Eastern... um prejudices in the west you know oppression or whatever i don't call it i don't think it's oppression but you know and you group that with like lgbtq struggles you know only the lgbtq people are doing that the middle eastern people are not you know inviting gay people to the mosque you know what i'm saying it's so funny all of my my parents are basically you know Let's just say I'm in Canada for some conservative policies that were enacted due to Trump. Let's just say that. Keep it vague. I can't give you all the details someday. I hope I can. They were like, we don't blame them. If there were white people in my country, I wouldn't want them there either. You know, it's really, it's it, all Arabs. I like to say Arabs. All Arabs, I know, basically conservatives. It's really funny, you know? No anti-LGBTQ, anti-woman. You know, the country I'm from is literally, statistically, the most misogynistic, patriarchal country on the planet. You know, in the court system there, a woman's witness is half a man's witness. You need two women to match up with a man. I'm pretty sure. I'll look this up. And it should be that way. Women, you know, they like to jump to conclusions. Two women jumping to conclusions, more rare. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, the coffee's got me going crazy. But yeah, I lost my SD card to this camera, 128 gigabytes full of fantastic footage. You know how I lost it? My goddamn demon of a cousin when he was here, he always takes little objects and stores them in his pockets. And then he'll, you know, take it and then halfway through the drive home, he'll throw it out the window like a geocache or something. And thinks I'm going to go hunt for it. You know how much I've lost souvenirs from Turkey. I had keychains. I've lost my little 
RGB remote for my computer. Now I can't turn it off. I have to sleep with these rainbow lights glaring. I lost that. Uh, yeah, man. We're moving on to water. It's crazy. I'm gonna hit my sugar mama right now. I I don't like having her on red this much. We're usually very quick. How was your night, darling? How was your night, darling? Did you sleep well last night? I slept amazingly. How did you sleep, mama? Is mama, is it too early for, it's not too early for mama. How'd you sleep, mama? It's never too early for mama for 500 bucks a week. You know what I'm saying? And she's, she got my, she's mailing, you know, she's sending me my first check Monday. So we're, we're going to really see if she's about it in a few days. Also, if you listen to the uh, After Dark episode last week and we got, the camera got robbed off Aaron's porch. Now we have a new, uh, we got a refund. Thank God. So we got a refund for that camera and Aaron will be getting a new camera here pretty soon. Um, we're really stepping up here. Um, this podcast is rising. If you look up Hamza on Spotify, first this podcast, then my hit single, Six Feet. And you know what? I'm pretty damn good at music. I was mixing and mastering live last night. And I like to, you know, you guys know me. I like to, uh, I like to set the standards low. I like to under, I gotta say, and I always say it. What is it? I know the second part is over deliver, undersell or something. That way, you know, it's the illusion of good content type thing. So if I keep all my real skills under wraps and I'll, you know, it's like every time Bad Baby makes a song. The stupid trend. What's her, the new song? She's singing all softly. Okay. If anyone else made that song, you wouldn't bat an eye. Everyone's like, hold up. Why is Bad Baby actually kind of good? Why is this kind of good, actually? This girl has got the same goddamn strategy as me. If I drop, you know, an EP or an album, and it's listenable, you know, maybe you can get up and groove to it just a little bit. It's no we- The weekend or anything, but it's something. Just that under-delivering thing shoots me. It gives me an advantage that no one else has. This poor Frank Ocean guy, if I was him, I would never make another... I would never make... I would never take on another creative endeavor ever again. That's a lot of evers, but never ever. There's a couple more. This dude is so boxed into a corner. I don't know what he could release that people would be like... Like, what could he do? If it's if it's similar to what he did before, it's formulaic. He's trying to do, you know, Blonde again or whatever. I'm new to his stuff. That's the only album I've listened to, and it's pretty good. But, you know, if it's listenable, it's horrible. It's got to be something from, like, Donda. I thought Donda, amazing. But this, this dude's got such a track record of, of hits that you can get away with calling it not so good. I think Donda is top three Kanye West albums. I'll say it. I'll take that to the bank. Who else? 
I'm I'm kind of vulnerable for encouraging this rhetoric, but like Tyler, I almost said Tyler Funk, Tyler the Creator. They're similar in many aspects, but Tyler the Creator, a lot of hits. This Igor thing put him on another level. And the reason why I hate his new album so much, what is it, Call Me If You Get Lost, is because I feel like I'm being cheated. This man's trying to do the same thing again. Same color, you know, same, uh, what are they called? Oh, what are those colors called that are, like, kind of faded out? Same thing, got a new silly hat. And the album felt like it just wasn't, it didn't stick out to me. A couple of them good, the one with the young boy and the Dirk. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't save that playlist, download it on my Spotify. So I, I just hate feeling like, you know, I don't hate it, but you know, you don't like to, there's a lot of you knows, maybe you don't know, but I don't like to feel like I'm stupid. I don't like to feel like I'm being, you know, spoon fed and I'm just going to keep standing for it. I need innovation and I always, and I always expect that from my audience. So I always try to innovate for you. You know what I mean? That's how I do it different. No one is really on this level. But yeah. A lot of gangsters listen to this podcast. I checked the stats. Freaking like 70%. 18 to 24. If you are 18 to 24. And you are a girl. Or should I say woman. Private message me. I'm sorry. To my sugar mom, let's see if she responded. Nope. I'm starting to get worried. I can't believe this is real. You know why I also didn't believe that she was real? It's because she follows like 3,000 accounts. And while I was like, literally while I was texting her, she would keep following more people. And they were all like 17-year-old girls. And it like, kind of like a bot. And also I scrolled back. When she followed me, she followed... Hoover, Ax- Axel, Mopperbot, and 24 frames of Nick at the same time. So, I thought we had something special. That's what I'm worried about. So, I did at one point message her. I scroll up, give you something more. This is some real private stuff. I said, uh, Do you talk to other boys? Are you cheating on me? She said, I'm not, baby. I said, hmm, okay. She goes, I'm here for you. I just hope you can always stay loyal to me. I said, on God, I will. You and me? Like this, this emoji. Fingers crossed. She goes, really? I said, oh, really? I say, you should truly know I'm here for you to help you financially and emotionally. All I need from you is trustworthiness and honesty. Please, I don't want to be hurt again. I said, it's a deal. She said, are you in a position to make a deposit? That's conversations I'm into. Now, this is where I feel kind of guilty because 
as soon as I get a check from her, if I actually get paid. Oh, this is not a joke anymore. You know, this is no, there's no joke. Well, never, it's kind of lost in translation right now. I don't know, I can't even tell if it's a joke anymore, but I am going to provide for my money, or for her money. I'm going to make it worth her money. So, I'm hoping this goes well. But yeah. She gave me her phone number. I mean, I can call her. Nuts, man. And don't be jealous either. <sighs> but yeah, my back is doing um not so well. I realized that the worst position for my back to heal, if you don't know, I didn't, I forgot to mention this in the last episode, but I was squatting some major weight in the gym, you know, as I do, because I've got goals of a nice ass, and I was squatting, not major weight, I'm not going to lie to you, about 150 pounds, I was warming up, I was warming up to my 185 for reps, and I got a little cocky, and at the bottom of my rep, you know, when you're supposed to go ass to grass, my pelvis kind of twists forward. And the, my lower back, I feel a sharp shooting thing, electricity through my whole body. I'm rushed to the ER. I'm not rushed. I go the next morning. But I had to go to the ER with a five-hour waiting period. Five hours. I can't make this up. Five hours. I get there at 11 a.m. I'm serviced for o'clock. And they only see me for about 20 minutes. Um... And they tell me it's a hemorrhoided disc, hemorrhaged, heroin, I gotta look this up, I can't get this wrong, Her hair, oh my god, hair, hemorrhaged, heroin, I'm not even trying to be funny, Her hernia! Herniated disc. That's what it is, baby. And I go, oh my god. And they show me what it looks like. One of these discs between one of my spinal bones got inflated. And I was like, oh my god. And they say, if it's poking at the wrong way, it's going to hit your nerves and your spinal cord. And you, you won't be able to control your piss and shit. And your legs will be, um, you won't be able to feel your legs. They'll be like noodles. And they go, so, what we want you to do is go home, take ibuprofen, and uh, that's it. And I waited five hours to do that. And you know what? I went into the hospital expecting that because I did look it up, and they say you just you can't do anything to it. You know, you don't get surgery or anything unless it gets to that point that you can't control your bodily functions and your legs. But I feel like it's not enough. And I went to the gym yesterday for the first time in about like six days. And I was playing with like seven pound weights like an old man. And it's really funny because I'm I'm doing these movements, shoulder raise and whatever. But I don't want to look like a, a like I'm a weakling. So between every set, I, you know, I might like ache and 
grimace and grab my back just in case anyone's looking. They know I'm powering through an injury. Not that I'm a sp spineless beta male. I'm usually big on the weights. You know what I mean? But yeah, and turns out the worst position for it to heal, sitting. What am I doing most of the day? Sitting. And they tell me to walk. I don't know. The guy didn't even know anything about. <laughs> it was insane. He goes, so, it's not even, I didn't even get seen by the doctor. I got seen, I think it was a nurse. It was a boy. It was a man, so I don't know if it was, you know, it was a nurse. But it was a guy in scrubs, and you know how it's not the normal scrubs, it's the navy scrubs, and he's got a, a long sleeve, uh, like a thermal under it. So a doctor would never do that. Doctors always short sleeve. You can see, you know, their elbows, they got nothing to hide. This boy with a little name tag, and I can tell he's not in command. He's like 24 years old. Um, yeah. And he's telling me, I heard you got injured squatting, and he's doing a deadlifting motion. This is what you got get in Kami Canada healthcare system. You know, I, I would rather pay fifty bucks and get and get the respect I deserve. I don't think I've talked I don't think I've said this many words in this short of time. My jaw hurts. And my teeth are staining from coffee. And you know what? It's worth it. And you know what? I've just found out my city, Calgary, Alberta, one of the few, or it's my province, one of the few places in the Western world without fluoride in its water. Because this is the capital of conspiracy theories. And when you go to a dentist here, like if you go to a dentist in, in Vancouver, they see your teeth instantly. Are you from Calgary, Alberta? What the? Did, you, did I eat a map? Can you see? Well, what are you seeing in my mouth right now? She goes, people with this damage. She doesn't go. This doesn't happen, but this is what would happen. It would go. I can tell by your teeth. They are rotting because where you're from is one of the only places that doesn't have fluoride in its water. So now, now they're trying to vote if they want fluoride in the water and every... Every house in my cul-de-sac has got those little, the banner stuck into the ground that says, no fluoride, no fluoride. I couldn't care less. Literally, I couldn't care less. Even with the vaccine, I don't care if it gives me autism. I would rather get autism with all the cool people who are getting the vaccine, because cool people who are getting the vaccine, I'm noticing that, than being stuck without autism with these weirdos, like my mother. No offense, ma. But you see what I'm saying. If I'm gonna, if it's gonna kill me, I would rather die than be stuck with these QAnon. It's funny because, it, you know, these kind of thing things bring each other bring. These kind of things bring people together from both sides. It's kind of that horseshoe phenomenon. You've got the QAnoners, and then you've got the anarchists. And they both believe in Novak. It's beautiful. And I'm not a centrist, but I'm not on a side. So I don't know what it is. I think I'm from above looking down. I'm above these games. 
Anyway, I've spoiled you with 56 minutes of me rambling. And the coffee is dying out. I don't know what I've got left in me. Anyway, thank you so much. Hamsters, Dunkins, any, everyone listening. I hope you guys were able to, li- you know, listen to me while you're jogging or, or in the gym or, uh, you know, staring at my pimples on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you know, plug a few things. Make sure you're following the Instagram and, and the Twitter for Out of Character. Links in the description. That's where you know first about stuff. Uh, and yeah, leave a like. I checked that damn stat thing. 60% of you are uh, are not subscribed on YouTube. 40% are. Imagine where we could be. I would like to take over Emergency Intercom. One of the few podcasts in my... I say in my niche. Um, I would like to beat them by December. And I think we could do it. They're at 70,000. We're about to cross 20,000. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Leave a comment. I love to, I, I literally read every single comment. So, you know, leave a comment so I can read it. And, you know, don't make it too mean. Someone left a comment. The other, ugh, I am going to reread it. Now I'm going to look it up and I'm going to get hurt again. Re- listen to this comment. Oh, I can't find. Oh, here it is. Hamza's really annoying with the comments about hot girls. Also dragging the fuck out of everything. Hoping he says something funny that will land. Crickets. I did cry a little bit after reading that one. I gave him a like. You know, I like their little message. So I, so I don't like the message. I don't like to see that. But just to let them know, hey, man, I'm seeing this stuff. Don't leave. Don't put this stuff, man. And now, after I read that, I feel like everything coming out of my mouth is exactly right. I am just rambling, hoping something lands. How did you figure me out? Last Resort, that's his name. Here's one, literally right after it. Aaron should be the only guy giving advice. This Hamza guy cannot take anything seriously. I do struggle with that, taking stuff seriously. I was almost removed from the soccer team uh, when I was a junior. Maybe because I was the only junior on the JV team, but also because... Um, I couldn't take anything seriously. And I couldn't. How could you? How could you take JV soccer seriously when you're 17? I got suspended from a game and a half. Half of a game I was, I mean, it's not like I was playing anyway, but coach told me, hey, I can't put you in because on our way to a game once, you know, when you're coming back from a game, I don't know if you've ever played games in high school, the bus is pitch black because it's like eight o'clock. And it was very dark, and my friend would get up, drop his pants all the way low. No one can really see it. Pantsless. And I would take a picture with Flash. And in that moment of the Flash, everyone surrounding this man's ass, it's like an angel just got sent down and appeared, showed itself. And it was beautiful, and I would also have the pictures for the fun of it. Anyway, during, you know, we keep doing these flashes of ass, ass flash, ass flash. And it's kind of a repeated thing. And then the coach looks back. He's in the front of the bus, of course. And he looks back and he sees this this black ass flash. And he sees me behind the camera. And I, I bet he was trying not to laugh. 
but he yelled at me from uh, in front of the bus. And end of the story. Anyway, there's another you know, a little tidbit of information. Thank you guys for listening. Leave a comment, subscribe, and uh, I'll see you guys Wednesday with my co-host Aaron Hall and Sunday with a guest, interviewing a guest or maybe two guests. You'll just have to wait and find out. All right, love you guys. See you guys. Hope you stay safe.